Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, January the 23rd, 2022, third Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to John and Kathy Harms for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Visit us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength we bow down and worship him now how great how awesome is he and together we sing holy is the Lord We stand before his glory on this third Sunday after Epiphany. 
Let us turn our hymnals to page 94 for confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who forgives all our sin and whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. We sing our gathering song, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, 886. We'll sing stanzas 1, 2, 5, and 6. service continues on page 138 in the front of your hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I'll save you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have for the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. service continues with the prayer of the day. You'll find this printed at the top of your bulletin insert. Will you join with me? Blessed Lord God, you have caused the Holy Scriptures to be written for the nourishment of your people. Grant that we may hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that comforted by your promises, we may embrace forever, hold fast, to the hope of eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. The first reading is from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. All the people of Israel gathered together into the square before the water gate. They told the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. 
Accordingly, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could hear with understanding. This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So they read from the book, from the law of God, with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions of them to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The word of the Lord. Please read Psalm 19 responsively. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky proclaims its maker's handiwork. Although they have no words or language and their voices are not heard, it comes forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. The teaching of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the simple. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31a. For just as the body is one and has many members, 
and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our service continues on page 142 with the gospel acclamation. I invite the congregation to please rise. The gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the gospel. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as it was his custom. He stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll, found a place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives, and to recover sight to the blind, 
and to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the revealed Lord Jesus Christ. What nourishes our soul? What light comes through our eye and fills up our hearts? Our prayer of the day, the scriptures are written for the nourishment of your people, O Lord. It was our prayer. And so, I turn to the scriptures this morning. I'm going to read from the Old Testament that was fulfilled by the New Testament and cannot stand alone without the Old Testament. Let me share that again. I wish to read from the Old Testament that was fulfilled by the New Testament that cannot stand alone without the Old Testament. And so I'm going to turn to Leviticus where we read about God's law of love and holiness. Now it's important to note that today's first lesson takes place during the Festival of the Trumpets. Hold on for a moment. Did you hear something? The context of our assigned lesson follows a very long time when the people were living in the land of darkness. You see, God's people who had been released from Pharaoh and the land of Egypt found themselves in the Fertile Crescent and living there and they couldn't get along with one another. God's kingdom split into two. You had the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. And the day came that Judah and Israel fell. And the Babylonians came in and they destroyed Jerusalem. They destroyed the walls surrounding that great and wonderful city, Zion. And they were taken against their will. And all their possessions and spoils were divided among the foreign king. And so this particular day in the reading of the scriptures was important for the people. You, you see, Ezra was a scribe and a prophet. And the king, the foreign king, had seen how God's people, that God was blessing them, even in and amongst others. And if you remember from Abraham, God made that covenant promise from the very beginning. I will bless you and I will make you a great nation and you will be a blessing to all nations. And so Ezra and Nehemiah were invited. Nehemiah had risen. Uh, a Jew who had been in captivity had risen to governor and had convinced the king to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild her. And so that's what they had been doing. There had been two 
journeys to the west. And they had just finished building the walls back. And Ezra had his sights now on building the temple. And what's so interesting is that the reading that we have recorded in Nehemiah that I'm going to read from Leviticus took place in the center square, but close to the water gate, one of the many gates. There was a dung gate and there was a water gate, but there were many other gates. Can you guess what came through those gates? If you're a farmer, you know the manure went through the one gate, the dung gate. The water gate, obviously, that's where they retrieved and brought water into the city. Remember that Jesus is the living water. And so here we stand on this glorious day, the festival of the trumpets. And so I read. As Edra, Ezra stepped into the, um, he, he stepped onto a platform. The platform was uh, like a microphone system and sounding system. You notice where our uh, sounds come from up above the people, right? So that the sound can fall upon the people. Ezra opens up the scroll, the people stand up, men and women who are there are listening intently, for this is the day that the Lord has made. And so Ezra reminds them in reading Leviticus 19, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for the Lord your God am holy. You shall each revere your mother and your father. You shall keep my Sabbaths. I'm the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make cast images for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. And when you offer a sacrifice of well-being to the Lord, offer it in such a way that it is acceptable on your behalf. It shall be eaten on the same day that you offer it or the next day. And anything left over on the third day shall be consumed in fire. If it's eaten at all on the third day, it's an abomination. It will not be acceptable. All who eat it shall be subject to punishment because they have profaned what is holy to the Lord. And any such person shall be cut off from the people. When you reap from the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the edges of your fields or gather the gleanings of your harvest that fall to the ground. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes in your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely, you shall not lie to one another, you shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud your neighbor, you shall not steal, you shall not keep for yourself the wages of a laborer until morning. You shall not revile the death or put a stumbling block before the blind. You shall fear the Lord your God, for I am the Lord. You shall not render an unjust judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. With justice you shall judge your neighbor. 
You shall not go around as slanders among your people, and you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate in your heart any one of your kin. You shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I'm the Lord. What does this sound like? What do you hear in here? This isn't coming from Exodus. It's not coming from Deuteronomy. But we're hearing it in the book of Leviticus. Did it sound like the Ten Commandments? Did it sound like the the law of love and what God wants us to do in being holy people? And the people, as they heard this, they wept. They knew that they hadn't kept the love commandments of the Lord. But Ezra, Nehemiah, and the Levites who were there were saying, no, today is the festival of the trumpet. I don't know, you're a hard group. I thought we'd get more laughter out of that. (laughs) Thank you, Pete, for entertaining your pastor. And so out of curiosity, what, what is this festival of trumpets that pastor has Pete continually playing a trumpet tune off the internet into the microphone? Well, we'll see the festival of trumpets here in Leviticus 23. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying on the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe the day as complete rest, a holy conviction commemorated with trumpet blast. You shall not work for your occupations and you shall present the Lord, the Lord's offering by fire. The people are weeping. This is a joyous day. God has redeemed us. We are building the walls back. The city of Zion, God has remembered his promise. And Ezra shares these words with the people. Go your way, eat and be merry, care for the poor, for this holy day is the Lord's. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Aren't those beautiful words? For the joy of your Lord is your strength. These words are filled with love and forgiveness, grace and gospel. Where else do we find these words? Of a God who loves us, who calls us by name. Where else do we hear this? I know I'm talking to the choir. You come and you hear the Lord speak your name and send you his love and word and sacrament. You know, I don't follow Facebook very much anymore. I kind of got past that fad. It really got bad for me when Facebook decides what 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 I'm interested in and what I might read in my feed. I think they got my profile, 61 years old, And they're sending me pictures of 23-year-olds with very little things on their bodies. 
And I go to Liz, I go, Liz, can you help me? She does her little thing, you know, Liz, she understands this. Three days later, there it is again. That's it, I'm done, pastor's done. But I do, I do have Facebook, not that I look at it every day, but I have it so I have Messenger so I can communicate with my family. And I also have, um, I have the connection with our church family. And so through our high school youth and our confirmation youth, we communicate this way. I couldn't help it, but I found a post the other day by my lovely wife, Liz. And I thought it tied in so well with today's message. I asked her, Liz, can I have permission to read this post? And she gave it to me. Although she's not here among you, she's a muscatine with our son, Joseph. But let me share these words. Think about where it is that we hear about God's love for us as we deal with the many things in life. Liz wrote, I can't help to notice the television show, This Is Us. How many have watched This Is Us? It gives me much to ponder. I like the characters, I like the writing, and the stories unique covering past, present, and future in each episode. They take on many different topics that families face, loss of a parent, mental health, abortion, sexual identity, teen sex, disability, obesity, addiction, and more. In this final season, they are progressing toward the divorce of one of the families. I appreciate their delicate approach, looking at the crisis from different angles, having the characters talk about it. What is lacking is the perspective from the biblical point of view. As you see, this is a secular show. So as I watch, looking through the Christian lens, feeling the emotion and the pain, I'm saddened by the fact that so many people are missing out on knowing God. His love is for everyone. End of quote. Where else do we receive the Christian lens, the biblical narrative, where our story and God's story connects? Today in Confirmation, we're going to be taking a look at the back of our hymnal. And I invite you to do this. If you'll turn to 1154 in the back of your hymnal. I wasn't going to say this, but I think I will. I remember when I came here, I was told that there were some folks who left our congregation because we, we, do, we were not paying close attention to the biblical narrative. Now that may have been true or not, or that was their perspective, but I can tell you it's as far from the truth as anything. What you're looking at is scripture and worship. If you'll look on page 1155, you'll notice that there's movement in our worship service. We begin with the gathering. Let me just point out underneath the word gathering, blow the trumpet in Zion, satisfy or sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people. And this comes from the prophet Joel. We go on down further, see confession and forgiveness, go on down to the fourth. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The writing from 1 John. 
Or if we go down to the Thanksgiving for baptism, we see from the prophet Jeremiah, the fountain of living water, the Lord. Turn the page. Our gathering song from Revelation chapter 5. Worthy is a lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Can you hear the song? Or what about the greeting? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Second Corinthians. Or under word. So now we move into the word. Reading and responses. Look at the first one that falls underneath the word. So shall my mouth that goes out from, or shall the word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty. And what about today when we read from, from the psalm? You've often heard pastors share, let my mouth, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We turn to the next page, 1157, Prayers of Intercession, 1 Timothy. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. And going down to the section on peace, greet one another with a holy kiss. Comes from Romans. All the churches of Christ greet you. And what about the meal and the offering? Follow down the second writing after offering, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And then what about Thanksgiving at table? Let us lift our hearts as well as our hands to God in heaven. And look at the very bottom of 1157. Pray then in this way, our Father in heaven. Or what about the sending on page 1158? As my Father sent me, so I send you from the Gospel of John. I hope that you see that there's a pattern here. And what about holy baptism when we light the, the baptismal candle over the Christ candle? When Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Do you see that our work together in scripture and worship are hand in hand? And did you notice that when Ezra stood up and read to the people, he also read with interpretation, gave a sermon. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Scriptures were written for our nourishment. And so here we are at the gospel. Jesus goes right to the narrative. Opening the scroll, he finds where Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. To bring good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim the release of the captives, to recover the sight of the blind and let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In essence, Jesus shares, follow the, my way. Eat and be merry, care for the poor, for this holy day is the Lord's. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And he rolled up the scroll and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down. And can you imagine the eyes of all the people on Jesus? Wasn't this the kid 
who grew up on Fifth Street in Nazareth? Wasn't he the kid who acted like any other kid? Who does he think he is? And then after a long pause, Jesus said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. He doesn't want the focus on him. The biblical narrative, let it be heard. Kelly gave a beautiful devotion this week for our staff meeting in talking about the light of God coming through our eye and settling into our hearts. May what we hear and see that Jesus is showing us the way that it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And know that whatever you're going through, God has a loving word for you. God's action indeed to bring you through the valley that you trod. For we all trod valleys. It ain't easy. Your pastor knows this. God has so arranged the body, giving great honor to the inferior member. If you're feeling down and cast out, I want you to know God is for you. If you're feeling unappreciated or unseen, God is for you. If you are trying to hold everything together for your parents because they're on a slow glide, God is there for you. And when death enters into your family, God is there with you. Scriptures are a matter of life and death. My compliments. They see their pastor get so animated when he talks about the Bible. How can a guy get so excited about the Bible? Because it's a matter of life and death. God has given us a wonderful gift. May we, like Ezra, read God's word for ourselves and for others. For today, Jesus opened God's word of deliverance, found in our hearing, the gospel of our Lord. Amen.
I invite us to rise and to share our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. You'll find this on page 105 or the back inside cover of your hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made as we've heard from the scriptures. You reveal yourself to us in the reading of the scriptures, O Lord. Fulfill your word through the faithful witness of your church and send us out to bring your liberating good news to all people. God of grace, hear our prayer. By the way, the, I'm going to end each petition with God of grace. It was a last-minute change, and our response will be, hear our prayer. Yeah, all creation proclaims your handiwork. Teach us to love the intricate and beautiful bodies that you have created. Bless tiny insects and enormous whales and every creature in between. Sustain the species at risk of extinction. God of grace, hear our prayer. You desire that there be no dissension among us where we're divided in society, nation, or world. Come quickly to reunite us into one body. Ease conflict, anxiety, Dispel violence and bring an end to war. God of grace, hear our prayer. Anoint with your spirit all who seek your favor. Grant provision and justice for people living in poverty, people living with disability, and those living with pain, or those living under oppression. Lord, we remember those who seek out your prayers of healing, encouragement, of comfort, and protection. We lift before you Carol Helgens and Gwen Edwards, Kalinda Stadmuller, Marty Scharf, Lord Marty. We lift her up to you. Lord, you, you know that I had a conversation with her this morning, and, and I ask all people to pray for Marty. And for Andy Zimmerman and Deb Laycock, we're so thankful that she's healing from this surgery. For Floyd and Jay, who continue to struggle, but are surrounded by family and friends in hospice who are helping them make this journey. For Marlene Faulkner, who's taken a turn for the worst, Lord, and is now hospitalized from a fall, a dear friend of Mark and Lisa. And, Joe and Jim Koperich, the son-in-law of Henry and Lois Poppy, who struggles with cancer. Lord, we pray prayers of encouragement for Vicky, Vicar Holly Naus, one of our own who has been called by you and soon to be anointed. And Lord, we pray for our military family, for Ben Harms, David Frankford, Trevor Owen, and Dustin Starn. And we pray for anyone else who is silently suffering. God of grace. 
Build up the body of Christ in this place. Bless the variety of ministries in this congregation. Empower us to freely welcome and deeply value each person who enters into worship and ministry among us. God of grace, in thanksgiving we lift before you the saints for whom the promise of salvation has now been fulfilled. Tend to those who mourn and bring us together in your everlasting glory. God of grace. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and so, Nolan and Boston, this is your time. Okay. And as we do, we sing, Create in us a clean heart, O God. are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to the hungry world. In the name of Christ, our light. Amen. In the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, our Lord took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. I invite God's people to rise and to share in the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I invite the communion assistants to come forward at this time. Let us pray. We give you thanks, gracious God, for you have feasted us on the abundance of your house and send us to bring good news and proclaim favor to all. Strengthen us with the richness of your grace that we receive through the sacrament, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My apologies. Uh, pastor shouldn't worry about this, but he looks at the clock, and he shouldn't look at the clock because I'm the only one looking at the clock. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know... That message got longer than I, I probably should have stuck with my manuscript, but sometimes I feel God lays it on my heart to share, and so I let it go. And I hope it meant as much to you as it did to me. At this time, I would like to invite our council members to come forward. We want to install them going forward into the new year. We have two new council members, 
Preston Taylor, we're going to invite you to come forward, and Virgil Weirs will invite you to come forward as well. So Bill and all our people who are part, we're going to reinstall you every year and to remember the promises that you make before God and the people. And I want you to face what the people have done to you in voting you into office, but I think with Virgil I have to say something about Rhonda. <laughs> Where's Virgil? There he, he's not smiling. <laughs> It's really going to be okay, Virgil. And, and Rhonda, I thought it was a wonderful nomination. And obviously it was second and voted before he could even accept or decline. Byron came to me afterwards and said such. But you know what? It works. And as we heard, there are many parts, but there's one body. And so anybody who's thinking about counsel in the future, don't be scared. It's a wonderful opportunity to see the inner workings of God at work, and boy, God has been at work in our ministry. And so let me share these words that come from Romans. Just as each of our bodies has several parts and each part has separate function, so all of us in union with Christ form one body. And as parts of it, we belong to each other. Our gifts offer difference according to the grace that he has given to each of us. If our gift is prophecy, then we use, we use it as faith. If it's ministration, we use it for administration. If it's teaching, we use it for teaching. Let the preachers deliver sermons and alms give freely, and the officials be delighted and diligent to those who do the work of mercy to cheer them on. And so, all of you have been elected into uh, to serve as leaders of our congregation, our Lord, who came among us as a servant, calls faith and life of loving service to our neighbor. And you stand among us as the call to render a particular service, a gift from God, to inspire us to love and good works. And so I ask each of you, will you assume the ministry of leading us through counsel with confidence that comes from God? If so, respond, I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you carry out this ministry of counsel in accordance with the teachings and the practice of the Lutheran Church? If so, respond, I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you be diligent in your study of the Holy Scriptures and faithful in your use in the means of grace and in prayer? If so, respond, I will, and I ask God to help me. Will you trust in God's care, seek to grow in love for those that you serve, strive in excellence in your skills, and adorn the gospel of God with godly lives? If so, respond, I will, and I ask God to help me. People of God, will you support those whom you've elected into the office of, of uh, counsel? If so, respond, we do, and we ask the help of God. Almighty God, who has given you the will to do these things, graciously give you the strength and the compassion to perform them. Amen. And this blessing for you who are now newly installed officers, or I should say council members of Wayne Zion, I offer this blessing especially to you. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, guide and bless and keep each of you. And may you be faithful in the ministry into which you've been called in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us give our thanks. <laughs>
Thank you for joining on. All right. Okay. We'll let them take their seats. Uh, announcements. Um, Amy, you want to give the pizza announcement first, and then I'm going to share some things. Thank you, Amy. So on the back table, there is uh, um, opportunity to sign up for the Super Bowl pizzas that will be helping our, helping our kids. Byron, do you and Kelly, you have something to share or no? No, okay. Uh, this is something I wanted to share. I, I've noticed lately, I don't know if you've noticed, these banners up here, uh, share your faith, live your faith. And, and I think about your, your baptismal call and the faithful response that you've had. Uh, number one, I want to recognize the Monticello Express. Uh, I want to recognize the contribution that Pete makes there every week to share what's happening in the life of our community. As a sports writer and a contributor of many articles, uh, Pete does a wonderful job with that. And so right here on the front page of this week's Monticello Express, we find Heather Weirs and Lindsay uh, Meyer and uh, doing something to help kids to read. Uh, addressing literacy in our community and doing that along with uh, dentists in the community. Then I opened the, the page up and uh, there I find a picture of our Kelly who's making a difference not only here at Wayne Zion but helping other congregations. And I see the, the council members uh, in the picture and thinking about all the things that they do when they leave this place and when they're here. I flip the page over and I see uh, Jackie Statmuller and Ian Temple who are using their gifts that God has given them to uh, be a part of a jazz band and uh, a wonderful performance that they had given. I turn the page again and I find that our own Deb Bowman is writing to the editor to remind people there are more than just Republicans and Democrats. And what about independents? And that's good to bring forward and to think about we're a very diverse group and how do we work together? And then uh, I turn the page some more and I'm glad we're not on the news record because that's police reports. <laughs> so I thank you for that. And then I go over here to uh, uh, news and I look at this and I see a picture of Judy Token and Doreen Boken who are a part of the Riverside Gardens making our world a little bit beautiful. The other thing is I look at the paper and I see Harper Hine who is being recognized as the student of the month of the middle school. She must have gotten that for a reason and modeling a good way for other students. Um, and I turn the page again, and I see that our Adam Barkema graduated this December with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering, magna cum laude. Can't you be proud of that? And then I look at the Dean's List, 
And I see people being honored. Keegan Freeze, Savannah Freeze, Dylan Rohr, all members of our congregation making a difference in the world. And what about this? South of us, going on down to Missouri, the Office of Register of the Northwest Missouri State University announced that Ashley Jenkins of Monticello has been named the President's Honor Roll at the end of the fall semester 2021. Students named for this honor have a perfect 4.04 year degree. Unbelievable. And uh, it goes on to talk about the things that she's accomplished in special education. She's going to make a wonderful special education teacher. And I couldn't pass this up. Yeah, you're going to have to share with them. Vic Cray made the paper. He's sporting Parker's Mars mustache. <laughs> no, wait a second. Parker's sporting his dad's mustache. I tell you, Vic and Parker are just, <laughs> wow. Good-looking people. Uh, what do I what we can say? <laughs> we got Ashley sitting up here. We've got uh, Ian mentioned contributing to uh, sports and uh, the the game against Kamash. They're a hard group, and contributed one of the scores of that. And I go on, and um, I turn the page again. I've got so many checks in this paper, I couldn't believe it when I started looking at all this stuff. And then I looked at the back near the back of the page, or back of the paper, we even made egg rural news. Anybody see that this week? I feel like Johnny Carson. <laughs> but I am so proud as their pastor, Katie Stoll of Monticello. Lily, what did I say Katie? Lily, I know Lily. She's one of my compliments. Sorry, Katie. Lily Stoll. A Monticello was chosen as Jones County Cattlemen as this year's recipient of three breed heifers, part of the heifer program. Now that's a big responsibility. And here's the other thing. Her grandpa and her uncle gave those three heifers. And I know it had nothing to do with them giving it. It was an honor that she earned. And to take the responsibility of three heifers and think about all of the things that have to take place with veterinarian and, and feed and all of that, and then she has to give back 80% back to the cattleman group? I think they should drop that to 60%. I'm sorry. But I am so proud of her. And then I turn the page. I got so many checks in this paper. And I see Kevin and Annette Smith. You know... I wouldn't want to be a funeral home director. They step into so much sadness, and sometimes we can judge what they do and how they do it, but by God, they do it every day and they're there for the families. And uh, I have a wonderful relationship with Kevin. I rode with him all the way out to Redelia when we brought Pastor Shipper's body out there to lay to rest. He and I had a wonderful conversation over those miles from here out to practically Sioux Falls. <laughs> His life isn't easy. And then I go to the very back page, and I see the Jones County uh, Foundation Board of Directors, and you and I know whose name was there before her untimely death, Winnie Williams. People of Wayne Zion, I want to thank you for sharing your faith, living your faith, honoring your baptismal call, going out there, being a part of this community, making a difference, and you all do. I apologize, and this is the problem. When you go through this, you're going to miss someone. Did I miss anyone who's here? Because I am really proud of this congregation. Let's give ourselves a hand.
Well, we need to go on, and now Pastor did go beyond the time, so I'm going to invite you to stand and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Let us sing our sending song, and let's just sing one stanza. What we sing it, Pete? The Spirit sends us forth to serve. And we'll sing stanza one. serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Don't forget goodies. Doreen baked. Liturgy copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license number A-729734. All rights reserved.